I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. This is what happens when the fourth turning meets fifth generation warfare. A commentator, international social media sensation, and former Navy intelligence veteran. This is Human Events with your host, Jack Posobiec. Deliver us from evil. Jennifer Crumbly, silent and stoic as the jury announced her fate. Guilty on all four charges. One for each student her son Ethan killed in the 2021 Oxford High School shooting. Hamas has come back with a three-phased plan which demands a 135-day ceasefire during which all the hostages would eventually be freed, Israel would withdraw its troops from Gaza, and talks would begin to end the war permanently. President Biden has called the proposal a little over the top. Donald Trump wants chaos. Donald Trump does not want success at the border. He wants chaos, and if he became president, I doubt he'd ever solve it. Enjoy the performance that's about to begin. All right. We're going to walk off here and get our performance. Is it time for Mitch McConnell to go? I think it is. A Republican leader should actually lead this conference and should advance the priorities of Republicans. We are here today to authoritatively express that President Trump did not commit an insurrection. Uh, and we believe Congress has a unique role in making that declaration. Yeah, I mean, from the president's standpoint, certainly it's concerning to be behind Donald Trump at all, certainly by five points. That's the largest lead Trump's ever had over Biden in our polling. Starting you know, last June, we had Biden ahead by four. That already was closer than any poll from 2020. And then from there, it went to a tie in the fall. It went to a slight Trump lead in November. And now, as you say, a Trump lead of five points. NBC News projects that Nikki Haley has lost to the option that reads none of these candidates. Former President Trump did not appear on the ballot. Ronna McDaniel Romney, Ronna McDaniel, plans to step down shortly after the South Carolina primary on February 24th, and that her exit comes after months of pressure and a campaign from Trump allied forces to unseat her. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition, Human Events Daily, live Washington, D.C. Today is February 7th, 2024, Anno Domini. A lot going on. Phone blowing up last night uh, with this New York Times story. And I want to give you the story behind the story as much as I can in terms of what happened, when it happened, and how it happened. So this New York Times story drops late last night. And I mean, I just guess my phone turned into a brick. This idea, so Ronna McDaniel news breaking that she will resign, essentially effectively step down after the South Carolina primary, which is being held on February 24th. This is going to be the last day of CPAC. So you got the middle of CPAC, you got the middle of the South Carolina primary in the primary season where, of course, President Trump is ascended. This all happening on the same day that Mitch McConnell gets humiliated in the Senate, where Nikki Haley gets humiliated in the desert, losing to no one, none of these candidates. Okay, so Nikki Haley gets humiliated, Ronna gets humiliated, Mitch McConnell gets humiliated, Ronna Romney McDaniel, by the way. What's going on here? And I walked this out on War Room. I'll explain it here again. 
The intrinsic link to all of this is the fact that at the RNC and this disastrous border bill, Nikki Haley, what do they all have in common? And I paraphrased Napoleon earlier this morning. When a government is dependent upon bankers for money, they and not the leaders of the government control the situation, since the hand that gives is, the, is above the hand that takes. Money has no motherland. Financiers are without patriotism and without decency. Their sole object is gain. Understand, the uniparty establishment wing of the Republicans got humiliated yesterday. It's losing. It's failing on every front. You've got people in the Senate who understand that there's blood in the water when it comes to the Senate Republican leadership. And oh, by the way, we're in an election year where it looks like Republicans are about to take over the Senate. What does that mean? This might be Mitch McConnell's last year as Senate leader. This might be Nikki Haley's last hurrah going down in her home state, though I don't predict that she will drop out after what is shaping up to be an absolutely humiliating defeat in South Carolina. I want to be very clear. We are the ones in power now. We are. We are the ones who make these decisions. And so when that story dropped about Ronnie McDaniel and this guy Watley, who seems to be this guy, and Tyler Boyer's talking about this as well, this is Ronna McDaniel's guy. He's the guy that Ronna wants to pick out. So it's interesting that his name is the one that came into the New York Times. Huh. So there's a lot of grass, great grassroots picks out there. Uh, people are talking about the chairwoman of the Delaware GOP, Julian Murray. There are other people who are saying Laura Trump should get involved. Tyler Boyer has pointed out that you do need, if you're going to do a male-female you uh you need it needs to be male female if you're doing chair co-chair but i want to be very clear about this ladies and gentlemen we are in control and we own a debt of gratitude to donald trump and who came before him rush limbaugh and i just want to say and make sure that i say this thank you to rush limbaugh from the patriots of this nation we would not be in this place without what rush did ladies and gentlemen harry lake joins us Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best ways that you can support us here at Human Events and the work that we do is subscribing to us on our Rumble channel. Make sure you're subscribed, you hit the notifications so you'll never miss a clip, you'll never miss a new live episode, and we're putting them out every single day of the week. In the hood, I rolled with bloods, and then boys had a saying. You can't be listening to all that slappy whack, trim out his outlets, a bam ship, nippy bam bam, like human events with Jack Posobiec. Jack Posobiec back live, Human Events Daily, Washington, D.C. We are proud to be joined uh, once again by the great Perry Lake, who's running for Senate in the wonderful state of Arizona. Perry, walk us through this bill because both of your opponents, including the incumbent, seem to be completely for this bill that absolutely blew apart yesterday. Uh, huge humiliation, by the way, for Senate Republican leadership like Mitch McConnell. Walk us through the tea leaves of, of how you view this. Well, I view this as the American people dodged a bullet with this disastrous um, piece of legislation. You know, the way they were talking about it made it sound like they were going to do something really good. They actually did want to secure the border and do something to stop the invasion. And then we started getting little pieces of it dripping out. And we realized this is a boondoggle 
a behemoth of a piece of legislation that appeared to not do anything to secure the border. And then when it dropped and we started pouring through the 300 plus pages of this, as I said, debacle, it became very clear. This was just a, a big fancy way of sending over tens of billions of dollars, $60 billion to Ukraine, $90 billion to kill people in wars overseas and nothing zero goose egg to actually secure the border. This is a slap in the face to the American people. Kirsten Cinema, who I'm running against, was one of the architects of it. It makes me realize that she has been spending way too much time in Davos, way too much time in DC and New York with the hedge fund managers, and not enough time here in Arizona understanding the problem that we have on our border, which is the border is wide open. And, and Jack, they could, have, they could have so easily fixed this problem and it didn't need a piece of legislation, go back to the policies President Trump had put in place to keep our border secure. And you know, if they wanted to give Biden credit, they could rename those policies instead of remain in Mexico. It could have been Biden's amnesty block bill or something, whatever they needed to do. Um, but they don't want to secure the border. They don't want to solve the problem. Democrats and the Uniparty love to have these huge problems so they can pour billions of dollars into the symptoms forever while never fixing the problem. And that's the beauty of President Trump. He wants to solve the problems so we don't have to waste money pouring it into the symptoms. Well, see, I'm so confused, right? Because, you know, and, and I'm not an Arizona guy, but I am friends with Charlie. And so he brings me down for Turning Point. And we do the events and everything. And um, when your campaigns were going on, of course, we you know, got, got to learn a lot about Arizona. I spent a lot more time than I, I thought that I would ever spend in Arizona, as it turns out, <laughs> and deployed there a couple times for training at Fort Huachuca. And Kirsten Cinema, this is someone who, just like back in my home state of Pennsylvania, we've got this Democrat named John Fetterman who's running around acting like he's all Mr. Conservative and Mr. Reasonable. And I'm, yeah, I'm a Democrat, but I'm not like those other Democrats. I'm right down the middle. I care about the border. I care about the people. And this is what they were trying to run with with Cinema as well. And she, oh, I'm going to be an independent. I'm going to be the Miss Maverick and all this. But then to come out for a bill like this it really just flies in the face of everything that they had been trying to champion. I said, my goodness, this is an incredible gift to Carrie Lake of all people. Well, and you know what? I, I, it's a stupid bill. It's a, it's a pile of garbage, to be honest. I, I don't want to even look at it as a gift. I guess if you're just looking for political purposes, yes, you could say that. But this is a serious problem. We do need this problem solved. I know that when we get President Trump back in office, we can solve it. But frankly, we need it solved before then. I was counting on, I was really hoping that they would put something forth that would build the wall, secure the border, and then we can start solving some of the problems with all the 12 million people who've invaded our country, making sure we find them and send them back to their homeland. But there's nothing in the bill for that. It's, it's you know, $20 billion, they said, was earmarked toward the border, none of which builds a wall, none of which sends people back to their homeland, repatriates them back to their homeland. And it's $90 billion sent to kill people. The American people don't want 90 billion of our dollars. We don't want any of our money sent to kill people no. overseas. We wanna solve our problems here at home. And so I'm glad that this thing has been, that is tanking because it's disastrous. And it shows you um, just what an inept, 
leader uh, Kirsten Cinema has been. She doesn't know how to represent the people of Arizona. This is a reason that she got you know booted out of the Democrat Party, became an independent because she doesn't have anybody who who wants to vote for her. Our, our latest polling showed that she can get a maximum of 13 or 14 percent of the vote if she runs. And I think that's why uh, people are wondering if she indeed will even uh, throw her hat in and run again. She you know she calls herself independent, Jack, but since becoming independent, she's become even more liberal, voting nearly 100% of the time with Schumer and Joe Biden. So I don't think that sounds very independent to me. No, it doesn't sound very independent at all. In fact, it seems dependent. And I was I was talking before about sort of the moneyed interests that were clearly behind this bill. And as you say, trying to package all of these foreign expenditures, these wars of adventure in with protecting our sacred and sovereign border, which is completely lawless and out of control. And so it seems to me that the people that are lining up behind this bill, very much like the people that are backing Nikki Haley and others, are people that don't really care about our country and don't really care about its interests. And so when I look at the fact of, of the names that were on this thing, like Langford, like Cinema, and really like Mitch McConnell, who very in a very humiliating fashion, had to pull essentially what was one of his bills back and pretty much just sacrifice his, his, uh, his guy Langford there in Oklahoma. Uh, Carrie, what does it say about the mood of our nation right now that these guys thought that they had it in the bag and then in less than 24 hours, it was dead? I mean, the minute the American people saw it, they were, they were aghast. They were appalled by what they were seeing. It shows you that it was never for them in, in DC about solving this problem and securing the border and stopping the, the biggest invasion on our homeland that we've ever seen. It was never about that for them. You know how we know that, Jack? Because today they're talking about scrapping the border, any of the border parts of this, and just trying to pass the Ukraine money. This has always been simply about funding Ukraine, funding foreign wars. It's never been about protecting the American people. And thank God, People like you are out there, um, you know, Bannon and Charlie and so many other independent journalists, John Solomon, I could go on and on. There's some great journalists out there who've been out there educating the American people, giving them the straight truth instead of everything filtered through the prism of the, uh, you know, fake news. We're finally getting the facts and the American people are like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. We're not going for this. And they're warning anybody who votes for it, you will be primaried and you will be defeated because we are tired of having our treasure, our tax dollars go toward endless wars, killing people around the globe when we have our own problems here at home. I, I couldn't agree more. And this is a time where, and I, I threw out at the top of the show that you know, I, I think that the American people owe a debt of gratitude, and, and some people may not like this when I say it, but they owe a debt of gratitude to the people who are the real pioneers in grassroots media and in grassroots, really conservative talk shows. And this is what you're talking about, these, this conservative alternate media, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh yeah. was the man who was right there starting in the late 1980s delivers the Republican uh, majority in 1994, becomes an honorary member. We would not be in this position right now, Kerry, if it was not for Rush Limbaugh and the, what he did and creating this entire ecosystem. And then, of course, uh, Andrew Breitbart, you know, taking what mm -hmm. Rush started and then bringing it to the digital forum. Uh, when I think of the founders of the new right, you know, I, I always have to go back and say it's Rush Limbaugh and Andrew Breitbart. 
it was our place to go. He was the touchstone. We could go back and every day just kind of figure out what's going on. And, and he had a way of, of taking all the information was coming and filtering through it, sorting out the garbage, finding the fact and, and laying it out what their plans were long-term because so much of this has been part of a long-term plan, in my opinion, to destroy this great nation and take down the Republic. We have nine months, Jack, to save it. And I think everyone out there has to be willing to sacrifice literally everything. And we have to think of our founding fathers. I think of, of Nathan Hale, who was a school teacher back um, you know, in, in 1776. And he went behind enemy enemy lines and and became a spy for the Patriots and and uh, he became a spy for, for our side. And he was captured and they killed him for that. And right before he was hanged, he, they said, do you have any regrets? He said, my only regret is that I have but one life to give for this country. And I think we all have to have that mindset this is it. This is nine, eight or nine months left, guys. And I think we have to be willing to sort out the BS from the truth, turn off the fake news, focus on making sure we elect the right people into office. And for starts, that is President Donald J. Trump. We got to make sure we win this Senate seat. I need all hands on deck here. There's a lot of disinformation going around, but we're making some big good plays right now. I mean, I think with Rana um, stepping aside, thank you, Rana, for your service. Um, we're ready to move on with some new leadership, and that's going to be great. We're cleaning house here in the Arizona GOP. We recently got rid of somebody who is very unethical, and we brought in a woman by the name of Gina Swoboda, who's fantastic and understands the importance of of election integrity, honest elections fair elections that we can all have faith in. We're starting to really coalesce around this movement of America first. We have the greatest, biggest, most powerful, exciting, positive political movement that we've ever seen in this country. The Republican Party should be massive and growing. We're bringing young people in. We're bringing people from all different backgrounds in. Exactly. It's a big tent party, and there's no excuse for this party being bankrupt right now. We should have full coffers going into this election and deliver victory for President Trump, for me, for all of the incredible First America First patriots out there and save this country. Carrie, hold that thought because I would like to get into some of that as we go forward. By the way, Nathan Hale, I got to say, you know, in, in the Intel community, when I served, the, the, he, we always praised Nathan Hale. That was a guy hung in New York City, Manhattan, New York, when the British were controlling it. He went in when it was under occupation by British forces to find out what was going on and get the word back to Washington. I regret that I have but one life to live, give for my country at 21 years old. Imagine that. Stay tuned, more with Carrie Lake when we return. You talk about influencers. These are influencers, and uh, they're friends of mine. Jack Rosovic. Where's Jack? Jack. He's done a great job. All right, Jack Rosovic, back live, Human Events Daily. As we left, uh, Carrie, there was something you said, and we're here with Carrie Lake, who's running for U.S. Senate in Arizona. Um, so hopefully that Arizona could actually get a, a one uh, fantastic senator down there that you were saying that we need potentially to do an audit of the RNC's coffers. And do you think that's something that's important? Because when I look at, you know, when I talk to my friend Scott Pressler, who's on this show a lot and and I hear a lot of the other grassroots, obviously we work with Turning Point Action very closely, America First work. It just doesn't seem like there's a lot of connection between the RNC's efforts and the things that people are doing on the ground. And I'm trying to understand why possibly there would be a split like this. 
Well, I've just heard it recommended that uh, an audit is done. And I think that's just good business practice. You know, every so often, every year or so, or every couple of years, an audit to be done. And I don't understand why with the incredible movement we have. Well, actually, I do understand why the RNC is nearly bankrupt because the grassroots and the small donors, which I actually have mainly small donors, real people, you know, donating 20 bucks, 10 bucks, 50 bucks, they don't want to donate to the RNC. They don't see good leadership. They don't They don't see that the RNC is effective anymore. And um, that's one of the reasons that I, I think it's nearly bankrupt. So you could, you could ask a lot of questions about the expenditure. Some of it seems to be excessive. I, I don't want to pass judgment until I know more information. But what I do want to do is right away when we find a new leader, I think we need to, as Republicans, jump behind this person, do everything we can, Jack, to support lift up, raise up, and make this person the most successful RNC chair. I hope what happens is we don't end up uh, infighting for the next two months before we get behind the person, because we're, we're running out of time. The clock is ticking. We're in the fourth quarter right now, in my opinion. And so I hope we find a great person. And just as importantly, we all jump behind that person. I want to help the RNC raise money so that they can move forward. We need them to do work going into this election. It's the most important election in the history of this country. And uh, that's what I hope. And, and we can also do an audit. That's fine. You know, I don't I don't think we need to, um, you know, kind of mull over over and over what maybe Rana did wrong. We've got to move forward and get going. That doesn't mean we can't audit and take that make that happen. But we really do need to focus on the here and now and the future for the next eight or nine months. Well, Carrie, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. Are there any names that you're uh, that you're getting behind or is there anyone out there that you think would do a good job at this? Oh boy, I was on a Twitter Spaces last night and a lot of names were mentioned. I, I, I'm afraid if I mention a name that everyone will say I'm endorsing this person, but I have had the chance to talk to Vivek Ramaswamy. He endorsed me and he's, he's a wonderful guy. And, and what I like about his qualities are, and this was actually brought up on the call, Dan Ball brought it up on the call last night. And I'd actually talked to uh, Vivek um, a couple of weeks ago and said, would you ever be interested in helping out, taking over if Rana steps aside? And he said, yeah, maybe temporarily. I don't think I want to do it permanently, but just to kind of help get us through. So he did Ooh. mention to me that that would be something he would do to help the Republican Party. He brings obviously some good business experience, exceptional communication skills. He's able to articulate our America first agenda, which is the agenda that will save this country. And I believe even bring the people of this country together. And he's able to raise money and bring young people and new people into our party, which is what it's all about. We want the America first Republican Party to really be just the American party. Well, no, I, I think that's great. I love those Twitter spaces, by the way. Dan and I, uh, you know, used to work together at a previous network and uh, still good friends today. We've we've had some we've had they're great on those Twitter spaces because, you know, depending on the topic, you can have a great debate. You can have, you know, people are firing bombs at each other or you're just there were chatting bombs about last who's going to be in charge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There always are. This you know, was going on at about 1030 Arizona thing. time. Exactly. So it was going oh, my on gosh. Eastern so time midnight. after midnight. Yeah, past midnight. And then, was, you know, and then every once in a while I end up with um, where with like 
what was the one I was on with? It's it's I'm on with Alex Jones and Glenn Greenwald, and suddenly Elon Musk pops in, and we're chatting with him, and Vivek was there, and that was the one where he had that he had that little issue where he was using the bathroom and kind of forgot to forgot to hit the mute button for, for a moment. Uh, and uh, you you never know what could happen on live streams. I guess I'll I'll put it that way on those on those That's X right. spaces, just where we are right now. But it it really strikes. It, it, and Carrie, I'll just say this to you directly too, because if you're someone who's gone from the traditional media, which is it's it's so produced and it's so scripted and it's so you know every detail is taken care of, but now you've embraced this new grassroots movement, and I think that's the reason that you are getting so much support from those small dollar donors, as you say. I think that's part of the energy that's going into these these things like X spaces because there's just people bubbling over and there's this excitement that. It's not just like we're, you know, like we're, um, you know, sitting on the sidelines and watching what's going on. It's like you're actually active and you're you're getting involved. And people who are real newsmakers like yourself are now part of the movement. And and we're seeing these things change as we continue to move forward. Uh, Tucker Carlson's going to do this huge interview coming up. Uh, but oh, by the way, I should probably ask you. It's what, so exciting, as by a, the way. As a journalist, so as a journalist, you know, do you think it's do you think it's fair game for a journalist to interview someone uh, who is a world leader like this? hundred percent to to just hit what you've said before and and, and I do want to yes, talk yes. about Tucker. Um, it is such an exciting time in America. And I want people to know that. I know many of us, and I'm one of them lay awake occasionally at night wondering what can happen next, and oh goodness, what's gonna break the next day. But we were placed here for this moment. We are perfectly equipped for this moment and and God doesn't make mistakes, just as our founding fathers, and we talked about Nathan Hale in the last segment and all of those great founding fathers who signed our, our founding documents and, and crafted them with God's help. They were placed here at that moment for a reason. We are placed here at this moment to save this country. I love the new journalism. This is these long format interviews. For example, I did an interview with the local news station yesterday about the, um, the border bill. And they chose, we did about a seven or eight minute interview. And I, I, I answered a lot of questions, gave a lot of details about what I thought was wrong with the bill, what I think we should be doing instead, how we can secure our border. And just a tiny little 30 second snippet was used. Yep. And then a bunch of opinion from the reporter. He got a bunch of the things I said wrong. Uh, he said that I thought the bill didn't go far enough. No, I think the bill is garbage and we should throw it in the trash and, and actually just secure the border and fund the border wall. <laughs> so I'm gonna put the whole interview out because I like seeing a full interview. And what we're seeing with shows like yours, Jack, and Real America's Voice, and some of these others we've mentioned, and Tucker, is an entire interview. If you want to fast forward, you can. But you can then watch the interview as it played out and make your own assessment of the facts. And this is the problem with nobody being willing to interview Putin. Or if they did, they would. we know it would be some slanted piece. Tucker's going to go in there, and I have no doubt in my mind he asked tough questions. I haven't seen the interview yet. It's not out but we deserve to have answers. $200 billion of our money has poured into, poured, poured into Ukraine, poured into killing people overseas, poured into yachts for these oligarchs, poured into a, a, a lifestyle that we can only imagine is probably horrifying of Zelensky. All of that, and none of us in America are able to find out what uh, Russia's stance on this whole thing is. We only can get what the fake news wants to tell us I don't know, I'm old enough to handle the truth and I think everybody else is and Americans deserve the truth. Let's see what Putin has to say. 
because I don't want to see one more penny of our of our money going into a war that's already being lost. I want to hear what's happening, and I don't want it going through the, uh, as I said, the filter, the uh, messed up filter of the fake news. So I'm looking forward to it, and I well, and applaud Tucker. What you just said, I think, is perfect. Is is the filter is gone now? The filter is completely gone. There's no one, in, and and believe me, I, I I was actually on the phone with someone. Uh, this morning talking about this very same thing. And and I said, you know, there's no filter on this show that I do. Nobody comes to me and says, oh, you need to push this or you need to say this or Carrie's coming on today. You have to ask her this question. There's none of that. There's none of that whatsoever. And I can go directly to people and you uh, running can go directly to people and talk to people and hold interviews and hold podcasts. And it's 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 a fantastic movement for the truth. And the truth sometimes isn't always pretty. It isn't always nice. It isn't always friendly, right? But it's 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 mm-hmm. the warts and all truth. That's why we call it that. But isn't that better? I would say than the stylized, filtered, fake, uh, just propaganda that it's turned into that you see on those channels. And I think that's why people are switching away from it. Oh, I used to work for um, you know I call it the fake news. Now <laughs> I, I felt that I was always putting out an honest honesty, whatever I reported, but it was getting increasingly more difficult when COVID struck. And I think I've told this story a million times and I walked away from a job. I was number one. I'd been number one for 22 years, uh, the most powerful news person in in the state and uh, walked away from a seven figure contract because I realized that I don't have the freedom to push the truth anymore. COVID, uh, our 2020, um, you know, rigged election, I didn't have the ability to put the truth out anymore, or at least even ask questions to get to the bottom of things. There wasn't an interest in that. And the beautiful thing about independent media is you don't, you're not beholden to a bunch of sponsors. You know, when Big Pharma is your sponsor, when they're running 25, yes. 30% of your ad revenue, keeping the lights on, paying the uh, big uh, salaries of the executives in the broadcast network, uh, there's no interest in being honest and covering a vaccine fairly. There's no interest in that. And there's no interest in, um, you know, when when you've got other, other uh, you know, huge sponsors pushing things, there's no interest in digging into the truth. You care more about those sponsors than the truth and your viewers. And so suddenly you get your editor, uh, you know, oh, the network, the network doesn't want that question in there. The network, they always say it's the network. It's never the network, it's the advertiser. Last minute, Carrie Lake. No, they don't even go? not even want the question. They wanted people Let's pushing the product. Order. They were pushing yes. the vaccine. These news anchors wow. were pushing the vaccine and not asking any questions about it because they all wanted to take their paycheck home so mm. that they could, you know, go out to fancy brunch on Sunday and eat out at fancy dinners on on Friday nights. And it's like, guys, you're losing your country. You're lying to the people. And the most important meeting you're going to have is the meeting you're going to have with God someday. And if you're doing that, knowing it's wrong, Amen. that meeting is not going to go well. Amen. Carrie Lake, where can people follow you? Where can people get involved with the campaign? Thank you so much. CarrieLake.com. You can find out where I stand on all of the issues. I'm so honored to be endorsed by President Trump. I think I'm the only candidate who he endorsed the second I announced for um, Senate. (laughs) I'm honored to be an America first Republican who's running to take this seat back from um, the radical, the radical who wrote this disastrous border bill. I mean, I can't even believe. I, I think we need to actually check her her health up here to see what's going on. I so think Carrie we should. Maybe, maybe a little too many of those <laughs> vaccines that you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. Carrie Lake, everyone, go give her a follow. She's the best. We love her. Julie Kelly, Julie Steck. Where's Jack? Where's Jack? Where is he? Jack, I want to see you. 
Great job, Jack. Thank you. What a job you do. You know, we have an incredible thing. We're always talking about the fake news and the bad, but we have guys, and these are the guys who should be getting Pulitzer's. All right, Jack Brzezowicz back live, Human Events Daily, the No Filter Show, the No Filter Media here on Real America's Voice. You know what, folks? Traditional media we know is crumbling. Why? Because they are hiding something, something big. People realizing they're being lied to left and right every day, even by institutions that we all thought we could trust. But you, you've known the truth all along. And you know that the time to prepare for what's coming right now. So get started today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. There you will save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Yours could be next. Sealed inside ultra-durable packaging, their delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories every day. Eat right when things go wrong with these three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. And by the way, with $200 in savings, you can get enough for each family member. They deserve your protection. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. You go to PrepareWithPoso.com. You'll go to our landing page. You'll see myself, Tanya Tay, when we went out there, visited the My Patriot Supply headquarters. Uh, this was a fantastic experience. Everybody should really check out the things that they have. We saw them actually making and preparing some of the food directly. It was just absolutely fantastic. They do the best job in the entire business. Someone else who is the, the best in her business is named Julie Kelly, and she is with us now. Julie, I, I didn't realize that you were like you were like Jules Stradamus over here because you have predicted literally every step of the way of the lawfare that's being used against Donald J. Trump. Well, uh, at, the, at least some of it, I think I have. Um, but it's I can't think of anything. Un- I know it's a hundred percent. Every time something happens, I say <laughs> Julie Kelly said that a year ago. Julie Kelly said that six months ago. Julie Kelly said that four weeks ago. And you can go to your Substack and like there it is. This Julie Kelly. This is what's going to happen. And boom, it happens. I'm like I'm not even surprised at anything anymore. Why? Because I follow Julie Kelly. Well, thank you, Jack. I appreciate that. You know me, I'm just I'm just humble. I'm just a shrinking violet. I don't like to brag or talk about myself. Well, that, that being said, that being said, walk us through this decision from the D.C. Appeals Court, which, again, we were expecting. But the, the, the idea that and this was the line that I that really stuck on my craw for almost 24 hours. I still can't get over it. And it's, it's the fact that these people are just communists. President Trump became citizen Trump for the purposes of these proceedings. This was the line. Uh, January 6th happened before Joe Biden was sworn in as president. President Trump was the fully invested president of the United States on that day. And the Supreme Court, or excuse me, the DC Appeals Court hasn't gone to the Supreme Court yet. The DC Appeals Court just basically decided to throw all that out. Right, so there were quite a few things that jumped out at this uh, opinion, which, to your point, we were expecting. These are two Biden-appointed judges and one George H.W. Bush judge who's been on the court for almost 35 years, so you know what that means. She's part of the political establishment here in Washington. Um, So we were expecting this, but I actually was hoping for something a little more substantial than what they produced. Um, and to your point, the fact that they are treating, obviously, these charges in Jack Smith's four-count indictment 
against Trump in Washington were was based on conduct that he performed at, while he was in office. So how they could suddenly then say, well, you were indicted when you were a private citizen. Well, yes, but the alleged quote-unquote crimes happened when he was president. So I'm not sure how they're going to get away with that. We'll see. Um, but there were a lot of little interesting tidbits in this opinion. I've posted some of them. I wrote a little bit on my Substack. But again, we knew that this was coming. Was just hoping that it would be a little bit more substantive because, of course, Jack, this is the first time the, these sort of court opinions have been handed down. We are dealing with an unprecedented legal and judicial matter, which is whether a president can be criminally prosecuted. So the sort of laissez-faire attitude, they had the sort of these throwaway lines that they wanted the media to grab, which of course they did, instead of something that seems really well thought out, um, which of course it would be hard because there is no legal basis for this. You know, you could talk about the issues related to civil liability of a president, which has been debated and resolved in a few cases. But this is history-making. These are history-making decisions. And I just don't think at all that this uh, this met the bar. So we'll see what happens at the Supreme Court. And so when, when we're looking at the situation, again, presidential immunity, uh, clearly, right, for for every other president for, you know, in 44 terms up until the 45th president, this has been something that's sacrosanct, that in order to go after the president, and by the way, you and I, I believe, both have said that we do, we do think, actually, that the president's lawyer probably shouldn't have waded into that hypothetical about SEAL Team 6, where he was clearly being set up, clearly a, uh, a pre-written media question about SEAL Team 6, uh, that probably written by Andrew Weissman, by the way, um, because it plays perfectly into the insane ramblings that he says on NBC all the time, where uh, simply the answer to that question would be, if something was done in furtherance of his duties, his official duties as president of the United States, then he does not have criminal liability. And again, this would go back to uh, Barack Obama and the drone strikes. This would go to George W. Bush. It would go to Joe Biden. It would go to every single president. It's ridiculous. It is. And this is something that these judges really downplayed in their opinion. I don't know if they're not paying attention to the news or what's been happening in this country, especially in the Trump era, but they really downplay the idea that this would be a slippery slope, that this would perpetuate, and this is something that Trump's lawyers have argued that this would now perpetuate an, a never-ending cycle of a current sitting president's Department of Justice criminally prosecuting his predecessor, especially if that individual, that president, was of the opposite political party. And the judges downplayed that and said, no, that's not really a consideration. There's no evidence that that would happen. Well, of course it is, because you're dealing with it right now. You're now going to set the precedent for this moving forward. Donald Trump was impeached twice, and that was another argument that they downplayed, which was Trump's lawyer's argument, is that the proper way to handle a president you know, accused of committing crimes is, of course, impeachment and conviction. He made the argument that, Jan that Trump was impeached over January 6th, not convicted, so therefore he couldn't be criminally prosecuted. The, the judges also downplayed that as well. Um, so 
they didn't give any credence to any of the arguments that Donald Trump's lawyers made or have been making. This is simply another rubber stamp for Jack Smith, the DOJ, and of course, Judge Tanya Chutkin, an Obama appointee who uh, issued the really historic ruling that concluded presidents can be criminally prosecuted. And so when we when we look at this, uh, where do you expect the Supreme Court or or actually, I guess the better question is, when do you expect the Supreme Court to come down? Because obviously this is an incredibly thorny issue. Um, It's something that, to my mind, hasn't really gone up to the court in at least a generation. Um, And obviously something that a court is going to understand will have a, a stunning precedence for not just Donald Trump in this current case, but every single previous and future occupant of that office. Correct. And let's remember what these charges in Jack Smith's indictment are. This is not for murder. It's not for human trafficking. It's not for running drugs. It's not for taking bribes. Uh, These are four extremely vague counts, three conspiracy, one obstruction, And two of the four accounts, Jack, are now before the Supreme Court and could very well be reversed how the Department of Justice and Jack Smith intentionally misinterpreted this 1512C2 obstruction of an official proceeding, a post-Enron, tampering with evidence and documents statute, how they have intentionally misinterpreted that law, weaponized it, used it against more than 320 J6ers and now Donald Trump. So these are not even cut-and-dry charges. It's not that he's accused of committing serious crimes. They had to go to these really vague statutes, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to uh, against people's rights, claiming that part of Julie, January 6th Julie, hold that his- thought. We're running to a quick break, but this is very important. Let's hold you over because we have to explain this for everybody. hours. I'm always listening to Human Events with Jack Posobiec. All right, Jack Posobiec, back live. Human Events Daily, Washington, D.C. Guys, I got to tell you, I like knowing exactly where my food comes from. And I'll tell you something, with Moink Box, that Moink Box, that place is from a small family farm. And the small family farms all across the country, and you can help save those farms and get access to the highest quality meat on earth when you join the Moink movement today. Moink runs their business from a town of 97 people in Newark, Missouri, and they're helping save our tradition, our values, and save rural America with every order. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. You choose the meat delivered in every box. So you got ribeyes, you got chicken breasts, pork chops, salmon fillets, and great bacon. Look, when Tanya gets this stuff in, I'm like, <laughs> I love that. I just, I just really love it. It's a gimme in there. So, you know, the Moink boxes are fantastic. You can support them. You can join this. See what I'm talking about. Moinkbox.com slash POSO right now and get the human events audience. Uh, the, excuse me. The human events audience will get free bacon for a year. Yes, that's right. Free bacon. A year of the best bacon you'll ever taste. By the way, our hosts cut in on that. I really hope that we are. Uh, this is limited time only. Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash poso. That's moinkbox.com slash poso. Tanya Tay, sweetheart, if you're watching, I want the free bacon for a year, okay? We're going back to Julie Kelly now. Julie, this is a huge and I think underreported aspect of this, the fact that this case is now going up to the Supreme Court. Uh, that means that the Supreme Court 
really Jack Smith could be vulnerable to them looking at how he's applying these various statutes. And you've pointed out the really lawless and, you know, I think they say novel legal theory, but what they're really doing is they're stretching the statute, aren't they? They absolutely are. And this is what's going to be an interesting sort of collision course. And I'm working on a piece so people can really understand what's happening at the Supreme Court. There's going to be this collision course between the immunity issue if the Supreme Court takes it up. Now, they, there's no guarantee that they will, um, but, also, but they have accepted cert in this 1512C2 issue. Interestingly enough, Judge Florence Pan, who helped author the decision yesterday, her ruling, her split ruling on 1512C2, her opinion is the one that the Supreme Court is going to consider and could possibly reverse. So this is just part of this complicated web of how this all fits together. But they have granted cert. They could hear oral arguments, I'm I'm hearing from my sources, in April on 1512 C2. And we'll have some indication from oral arguments where they're going to head. But if it seems like these justices, and of course you just need five, are inclined to reverse how DOJ, including Jack Smith, have misinterpreted the statute, meaning you have to prove that somebody destroyed documents or tampered with evidence. That's not what happened in Jack Smith's case. The January 6th was an official proceeding. That's still vague. Or that the individual acted corruptly, meaning some sort of personal benefit. So there's a heavy burden for DOJ to now prove up that they have abided by the letter of the law. Just imagine, Jack, if they deny, if they uphold the immunity argument, which is that Donald Trump is is indeed subjected to criminal prosecution, while at the same time coming back and saying half of his indictment is bogus, and that the Department of Justice, including Jack Smith, have misinterpreted, they're going to toss then basically two of the four charges against him and leave him with two even more vague conspiracy counts. Um, so this is really what's going to be fascinating to watch um, with this, this, as I called it, collision course at the Supreme Court this spring into the summer. Julie, wasn't this also one of the cases that, uh, as you say, they, they accepted cert on, but it was for on, on the statute, but it was for it was for a J6 defendant. But your point was that you made in an earlier um, appearance was that it would obviously also affect the president's case. And it was sort of a way for them to potentially rule on it, on, you know, on something that would affect the president, but doing so in a sort of sideways manner. So it wasn't his case directly. Jack, I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit there at the end. Okay, no, no, no. I just said that um, this, this statute issue is something they're also looking at in another case, if I have that right. Right, correct. So that's already in the in their in their on their business calendar. We're just waiting now to see when the oral arguments would be. But there's brief brief back and forth. And important to remember with 1512 issue, you need four justices to grant cert. They call it meaning they want to review the case. So it sounds like you've already got four justices who are very skeptical about how DOJ. And then the federal courts, including Judge Pan, have upheld this count against. I think that's right, Julie. If I could, we've we've only got about two minutes left here in the show, but I'd love to get. We know that oral arguments, speaking of which, will begin tomorrow. Will be held tomorrow at the Supreme Court for the Colorado case. This is the first time that one of these cases gone to the Supreme Court regarding the applicability, essentially, of that Fourteenth Amendment to the president. 
Can you give us a quick preview of what you think will happen tomorrow? Right, so those oral arguments are tomorrow at 10 o'clock, um, and this will be, as we were talking, the first time really that the Supreme Court will confront any of these Trump election-related matters for now. And this deals with the 4-3 to three decision by the Colorado Supreme Court to toss him off the ballot. So this is the lawsuit that was filed to um, to reverse that. So those oral arguments, it's, I'm in D.C., I'm going to try to go over there and see what's happening. Uh, but this, this should be uh, quite fascinating to see how the justices handle this this case. Well, I just I just can't wait to hear Clarence Thomas get in on this because I you can always tell old old Clarence you can always kind of tell which way he's leaning with a lot of the questions that he asks and especially when some of these ju- uh, these lawyers particularly these activist young lawyers get up there before Clarence I mean it's it's like the student meeting the professor for the first time and he just cuts them down <laughs> just absolutely obliterates their logic. Yes. Well, and as you know, there's already Democrats who are calling for Clarence Thomas to recuse himself from all of these Trump legal issues, and especially the J6, anything related to J6. Uh, So I'm sure he's not listening. He won't. But they're already trying to delegitimize any decision that comes out of SCOTUS. Julie Kelly, where can people go to follow you to get more information and to find out the future before it happens? Thanks, Jack. So I'm at Substack Declassified with Julie Kelly, also Real Clear Investigations, and I post a lot of breaking news on Twitter, Julie underscore Kelly, too. Julie underscore Kelly, too. I'm telling you guys, Jules Stradamus, she will tell you the way these courts and the lawfare will operate because she's got these guys and she's got their number. Let me tell you something else. We're winning right now, folks. When we went to Vegas last week, we held that RNC conference. Ronna McDaniel announces, or basically it comes out, that she is going to resign. Folks, this is where the energy is. Human events daily, where we are making the human events daily. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to play a short.